This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. You know, I, I went to a, a, a beer garden in our little town and... and I was talking to a woman. She goes, this is my husband. And he, that was the first thing. He said, are you gay? And I said, no, why? He goes, well, because what you're wearing. I said, well, you don't have to be gay to wear a skirt and high heels. He goes, well, yeah, you do. And I said, no, I'm not gay, but I'm wearing a skirt and high heels. He goes, huh. You can see the wheels turning his head like, how is this possible? Hello, friends. Welcome to Man Enough. I'm Justin Baldoni. And this is Jamie Heath from the Man Enough podcast. And today we have another episode of What's Underneath Masculinity presented by BetterHelp. We partnered with our friends at Style Like You. And every Thursday we are releasing a brand new episode of their beautiful show where men get truly vulnerable and remove an article of clothing with every conversation. All right, we're going to jump right in with Mark Bryan. Who is Mark Bryan, you might ask? He is a man in his 60s. He's a robotic engineer. He's a football coach. He's from Texas. And he loves wearing skirts and heels. He does it as a straight man. And he believes that clothes have no gender and he should be able to wear whatever the hell he wants to. And it doesn't mean that he's this or that. It means that he gets to express himself in the way that he feels he should be able to. So Mark has become an activist. Whether he wants to or not, how could he not be? And after listening to the full interview here, why don't you go check out Mark's unique outfit in the shorter video versions of the Style Like You YouTube channel. Uh, remember, the show is called What's Underneath. How fitting is that title? Uh, let us know what you think. You can um, follow us or comment on our socials at We Are Man Enough. I hope you enjoy. I just wanted to say that we're very grateful and thankful that you're here. We care a lot about shining the light on you and your unapologetic self-expression and what's behind that. And we're going to be asking the questions and every once in a while we'll ask you to take something off and put it down. Okay. That's the game. The game. <laughs> so can you just start by talking about how you feel right now? I'm excited to do this. I mean, I looked at the few videos at first. I was kind of a little apprehensive and stuff, you know, stripping in front of a camera or something like that. What made you swing to feeling that it was okay? Just because it's, it's just expressing yourself and, and being comfortable with who you are. I'm not very shy, so how this affects my career or, or publicity or something, we'll see. Okay, so can you take off your watch, please? Sure. Can you talk a little bit about what your style says about you? It's basically just freedom of expression, being comfortable with what you want to wear and how you want to express yourself. I enjoy wearing heels because I like the way they look. And so my style is kind of basically focused around the, the heels themselves. And then the skirts kind of accent the heels, the ankle bracelets. And the higher the heel, it kind of gives you more of a sense of confidence and empowerment. It's kind of what kind of got me started wearing high heels. In the first place, I saw a woman walk into the airport and, you know, I heard that distinctive click, click, click. And I turned around and I, I saw this woman wearing, you know, a pair of stilettos heels. 
She just had that look of confidence and empowerment. And then, then I recognized that, oh, she also looks very good. But what I recognized most was the, the, the confidence that she displayed. And I kind of feel that when I wear a little bit higher heel, I feel a little bit more confident. When was that moment that you saw her? That was about six years ago. What was your style like then? I was just wearing traditional men's suit and jacket, you know, pants and a, and a jacket and stuff and normal men's shoes and stuff. And had you ever before that um, thought about wearing women's clothing or was that like no, this total? No, I hadn't thought about wearing women's clothing, but I, I did experiment wearing high heels in college with a, an old girlfriend. So we were both students in college and we were living together. She was six foot tall. I was six foot tall. And she loved to wear like four inch high heels all the time. So after work or classes, we'd come home and we'd put on like a, a Lionel Richie album or a Commodore's album and, and slow dance before we went to bed. And she liked to dance in high heel shoes. Of course, you know, after a long day, I was, you know, either in my socks, but then she'd be like much taller than I was. And she said, well, why don't you just wear a pair of my heels? And luckily we wore the same, we're same height, we wore the same size shoe. So I, I put on her shoes and I was, you know, very uh, surprised that I was able to walk in them and, and I had no problems wearing heels. I didn't feel feminine or anything like that. So, I mean, I didn't feel like I was crossing any genders or anything like that. It was just something that was very natural. And I think uh, my girlfriend kind of made it that way you know, made me feel that way. So. She was a like, very open-minded yeah. person. Yeah. So six years ago, what was your next move after seeing this woman? Like, I talked to my wife. I said, hey, listen, I want to go buy a pair of high heels. And, you know, she was kind of like, what? And then I explained to her about, you know, my, my time at college. She goes, yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's go buy, let's go buy your pair of heels. So we just went to a, a small shoe store. I mean, the town I live in is 30,000 people. So I didn't feel embarrassed or anything like that. You know, if people saw me in the store trying on heel, high heels and something, you know, they may think, well, that guy's, you know, a little strange, but I really don't care because I'll probably never see that person again. So I'm not out to please everybody and I don't care what people think about me. I did try one time to go like the full feminine type thing and I just felt so uncomfortable doing that. So what, what were you wearing? I wore like a dress and, and my wife brought a wig from one of her friends. We tried to make up and everything and it just, I just, I, did, I didn't feel like me. I felt like a complete different person. You know, I tried it once and I just, no, that's not for me. And, and I, I, I like my style. I like wearing, you know, the men's button down shirts. Can you take off your jacket? So can you talk about assumptions that people make about you based on how you dress? I would probably say probably 90% of the people that see me automatically think I'm gay. Just on my, my Instagram account, even though I like on my, my bio, I put straight ass. I still get, you know, lots of messages from, from men or women asking what my sexuality is just because of what I wear. I'll get messages from men that say, I know you're straight, but do you want to try it? <laughs> you know? And I, you know, I just, I basically just deleted, you know, like I went to a, a, a beer garden in our little town and, and I was talking to a woman. She goes, this is my husband. And he, that was the first thing he said, are you gay? And I said, no, why? He goes, well, cause what you're wearing. I said, well, you don't have to be gay to wear a skirt and high heels. 
He goes, well, yeah, you do. And I said, no, I'm not gay, so, but I'm wearing a skirt and high heels. He goes, huh. You can see the wheels turning his head like, how is this possible? There's still some women that think, you know, that I'm, that I'm feminine and they like to date feminine men. They think I'm in touch with my emotions. And I guess there's some men that, you know, hard, have a hard time expressing how they feel. I have a hard time expressing how I feel. I don't think I got a feminine bone in my body. So, you know, it's just hard to define femininity and, and masculinity. You could be a man and be feminine or you can be, you can be a, a woman and be masculine and feminine. You can mix the two. It really just depends on the person. And what about like work? I talked to the HR department first, you know, just to make sure that they were comfortable with it. And they said, well, we'd, we'd prefer you not to wear this. Some people may be offended or something, but we really can't tell you, you can't either. So what do you do? I'm a mechanical engineer by degree, uh, but I've been in robotic packaging for, for almost 25, 30 years. The same people that, you know, assume what my sexuality is are just surprised, well, he's, wow, he's an engineer. Typically, that's a very masculine type field. And also, oh, he's a football coach. Well, that, that doesn't fit what he wears. So yeah, I, I think it shocks a lot of people. What about reactions from like family? You know, my, my children are probably my biggest fans. My son was a little bit hesitant at first just because he's been in the military. He tolerated it, I guess. You know, he really didn't say, Dad, no, I don't want you to wear this. Or, Dad, you, I feel uncomfortable when you wear this around me. Where my daughters say, hey, Dad, I, I love what you're doing. I think you're great. But my son's really never opened up to it. That's probably because he's just like me. He's a hard, sometimes has a hard time expressing himself. So, We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Welcome back to What's Underneath Masculinity. Can we take off your vest? Sure. Can you talk about the biggest insecurity that you're working on overcoming? I don't really feel I have any insecurities. You know, I've always been very confident that, you know, even through school, I was a quarterback of the high school team, so I was fairly popular. I mean, I kind of breezed through high school. I just felt like I never really had to impress anyone, so. What do you attribute that confidence uh, to? My, my parents were divorced. I had two younger brothers. And, and my mother had to work like two jobs to kind of keep keep a roof over the head. So, you know, I had I had to kind of become like the man of the house and stuff like that. And I'm probably more the type of person that will get in a relationship because they they need help or they need you know me to you know help them or something. So you know, it probably evolved from you know me growing up trying to take care of my brothers and stuff, and I was kind of in that thing where I just have to take care of people. So. And then where does that not work out? When I can't help her. My previous marriage right now, so she's got some issues, and I kind of knew them before we got married, but she doesn't want to seek any help or anything like that. So you feel like you failed that person, that, that you weren't able to help them. 
We're separated now, so we've been separated for about two years. And so has it been a difficult, like, couple of years being single and... Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it hasn't been that difficult because I've basically, I've got, you know, my, my job and I've got football, I've got my modeling. Do you ever, like, just let yourself, like, have a moment to feel the feelings or do you mostly try to just keep yourself, like, busy? I just try to keep myself busy. You can take a, your ankle bracelet, too. What about, so I know that like recently there was something on social media where like something that you had said like hurt the LGBT community. Can you talk about that experience and how that affected you and how you handled that? I'm very bad with acronyms and the LGBT IQ plus community is not in my daily vocabulary. And to me, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. So I was in, in this interview and I just said LGB. Blah 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 blah. They, and if you look at the interview, I kind of struggle with the LGBT thing. Of course, I'm saying it more, trying to say it more and more and more. But I got criticized that I left the T off, and I did it on purpose as a dig at the the trans community. It wasn't on purpose or anything like that. So then when I said I want to keep myself separate between the community and myself, that was because basically, you know, a lot of people assume what my sexual orientation is. And if I associated myself with the community, so if I got up, you know, walked down a parade with the rainbow flag or something like that, then I'm basically endorsing that it's okay to assume what a person wears dictates what their sexuality is. So I want to keep myself separated just so there wouldn't be any confusion. And a few in the uh, LGBT community don't like that. I'm not very good at expressing some of my views and stuff. I mean, I've got a clear mind, but how I express it may be a little different. I wasn't trying to hurt anyone or discredit anybody or, or, or offend anyone by saying that. You know, like most six-hour interviews, a lot of things get edited out and stuff like that. So the way they kind of edited made it controversial type sounding. Some questions that were asked were, why, why do I feel safe walking down the middle of the street when a trans person wearing the same clothes, why would I feel safe and yet they have this fear in their lives? You know, they're, they're, they're scared. And, and my reaction was that, you know, it's not the clothes, it's not what they're wearing. I present myself as a very masculine, confident person. And I don't think people, I think people can see that. Um, but when you're expressing yourself, your, your sexuality through clothes and stuff, I think that's what triggers the toxic masculinity or triggers that person to show rage or violence or something towards that person. Because you feel like another cis man who would right. see would see you would sense that you're a cis man and then would be cool with like with you. I don't know if they'd be cool with it. I mean that they still may have objections to it, but I don't think they would trigger any any verbal abuse or, or or, because? Because, yeah, I don't think they feel threatened by me. I'm all for people expressing what they want to do and how they are. But it's just the reality 
of it. I think I understand what your your intent with quote unquote like separating yourself from mm-hmm. the queer community. Like I understand what you were intending, I think, to say with that. Right. You're saying your clothes don't have to signify sexuality or, right. or gender stuff, which makes sense and is true, I think. But I actually think that maybe like part of the criticism or, or the reason that that didn't land is in the sense that queer and trans people have maybe in their own way paved a way for some degree of open-mindedness right, right. for mm-hmm. someone like you to dress this way and for people to not be just completely shocked. And on the other side of that, I actually think you're more connected maybe than you realize in the sense that like you also are playing a role in being an ally to that community possibly if you're also opening minds you know, and making it safer for them to dress right. how they want to dress. Yeah. So you're I mean, actually I mean, very it, it's, connected. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. very connected, but you know, a lot of the LGBT community uses clothing to express their sexuality. They want to wear feminine type clothing to be able to express their femininity. Mm-hmm. And I don't wear feminine clothes to express my feminine. That's right. where I, that's what I, that's the, the thing I want to kind of draw Same the line right. between. So do you recognize the privilege that like you're holding in your cis straight manness to be able to be outside in the world and not experience violence? Yeah, naturally. I mean, I present myself as a very masculine cis man. That doesn't mean I may not get attacked because people may not understand, hey, he has to be gay because he's wearing wearing a skirt and high heels. So I stay in you know, well-populated spaces and stuff like that. I don't put myself in situations where I can, you know, where I could be the victim or something. So, you know, there's places I wouldn't, you know, wear or go if I'm wearing something like this. So if I was just wearing a pair of jeans and sneakers and a T-shirt, you know, I I could be threatened. But unlikely. That's unlikely. unlikely, That's highly unlikely in the stratosphere. Wouldn't that contradict what you just said if you still are afraid to go to certain places because you do think you might experience violence? Like, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is pretty much a contradiction, yeah. But, but I would probably say most of the time it's not the close. So most of the time you're kind of acknowledging, I don't know, I, you're not saying it in these terms, but are you acknowledging that most of the time you're not experiencing the violence well, because I mean, there, of there's, your, there's, your there's privilege? Also, but there's also gay men that that don't dress feminine, that that could be threatened or something like that also. Right. But I mean, I think what's more interesting to explore is that you have an understanding that if you went into certain places dressed like this, that you could be, that you could be in danger. Yeah, I'm opening myself for the possibility of a conflict, yes. Which means that switching your clothing from the typical gender boxes that were very, very, very programmed in in most people creates some kind of a violent or aggressive right. behavior. And, and that's, the, that's the thing where that's kind of what I'm trying to do is, is get where people are used to seeing a man wearing high, high heels. Maybe there I open one or two eyes to get them to think it should be acceptable to wear whatever anyone should wear and get it more mainstream, more people don't feel threatened by a person wearing a skirt and high heels, then I think there's going to be less attacks on the, on, the, uh, on the trans type community. Would you say that you feel emboldened to be more helpful like to, and to continue and to really 
make a difference? No, I've always felt like I'm making a difference just because of the comments that I'm getting on, you know, the messages I get and some of the comments I get on how much I'm helping them overcome their fears and opening their eyes to being yourself and being able to express yourself. There's a lot of men out there that want to wear women's clothes. I'm trying to get where, oh, that's just a guy walking down the street wearing a skirt. It could be a gay guy walking down the street wearing a skirt. Oh, that's just a guy walking down a skirt. Or, well, that's a straight guy walking down the street. To get it where it's just, hey, that's a guy walking down the street wearing a skirt. Or just, that's a person yeah. in a... Right. Wh- whatever. And that is just a person being it's just a person. A person it's just a person wearing clothes. Being a, right. being a person. If you take the gender out of it, you're not really wearing women's clothes. So you're not expressing femininity or anything like that. It's just clothes. You're disrupting a very fundamental box. I'm disrupting the, the tag that a man wearing feminine clothes determines what his sexual orientation is. And a few in the uh, LGBT community don't like that because they want to be able to use clothing to express themselves. And why do, the, why do they have to be mutually exclusive? Your point can exist alongside their... Right, right. Right? Right. It doesn't have to be one But we don't have to other. be together also. I don't have to be part of their community to wear what I wear. Oh, for sure. Right. But you can be an ally and support them. Right, yeah. And I, I, I consider myself an ally. Mm-hmm. We're, we're both trying to do the same thing. We're both trying to promote nonviolence and stuff that where it becomes what a person wears, they should have the freedom to do it without fear of anything, whether that's uh, abuse or, or threats or just being laughed at or they're having their sexual orientation questioned. You can take your shirt off, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can see really clearly that your intentions are good and you care about changing this and, and opening minds and having people feel more free and not oppressed by clothing. I, 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 can, I can feel that. I can see that with you. Like on the one hand, just you just deciding to do this because you just want to do it. Like that, you just felt it and you want to do it. And no big deal. And hardly anyone said anything, right? right? But on the other hand, it is a huge political statement. It's a big deal. Like it is a big deal. Yeah. Because of a huge history of oppression and people not being able to be who they want to be. And it's created enormous problems, right? And and while clothing is just a nothing thing on the one hand. Or and should that be, maybe. Should be. And it's actually everything that we're about. Like, we're, so I like you, the name of it even is just about, like, it is showing both the frivolous funness of it and all of that, but at the same time, how incredibly associated clothing is and how we appear and what we put on with identity and what a struggle it's been for people to be able to have their own identities. And it's very, very hard for them to have that and, and, and brutal actually. And you're lucky, you're privileged that you're in the position that you're in, that you've been able to do this and have very little repercussions for yourself personally. Why should I be attacked? Because I'm portraying myself as a straight man, a gay man, should have the same freedom and have no sense of fear as I do. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what clothes they're wearing and stuff like that. I mean, society should be accepting of everybody. You know, people say, well, what makes, what makes you so special? You're not the first guy on the internet to wear a skirt and high heels. 
why, why are you so popular? And I said, because, because I don't fit the traditional high heel shoe wearing male. Right. Yeah. You're you're really you're challenging something very different than very the, unique. Yeah. yeah. But you're actually challenging the actual people that really suffer. I don't think I'm challenging them. I think I'm just I'm 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 trying to make it easier for them. Everyone feels comfortable putting something in the box. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm doing doesn't fit in one box. It it kind of fits in several boxes. Well, it's actually really at its core blowing up what the queer community is also blowing up. You're blowing up from different angles the same problem. Yeah. And the problem is, is that we have been brainwashed and indoctrinated into believing that clothing has these assigned hierarchies and, and that if we don't stay in those meanings, we're not going to get the jobs we want, we're not going to be safe, we're not going to be accepted, we're not going to be free. It's a humongous problem that capitalist marketing machine problem, gigantic. We should have more concerns in this world other than what people are wearing. Me wearing skirts should be the least you're worried. We should be worried about racism. We should be worried about wars. We should be worried about people starving. We should, there's more things than worry. The world's not gonna end because Mark Bryan is wearing a skirt and high heels. But yet it gets so much attention because of the programming. It's separating us when it should be unifying us. And while it's on one level just clothing and what Mark Bryan wearing a skirt shouldn't be the most important thing, of course, but because it does still symbolize how safe or not safe we all are to be ourselves, that's a pretty important issue socially. We should all be safe to be ourselves. And and, and if we were, then we wouldn't have the bigger problems. Right. It, 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 it fixed a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's all, it's all kind of intermingled and, you know, if if I if I can change you know just a few people's opinion and get them accept everything, or get them accept that change is okay, people being different is okay, then I feel like I've completed my mission, even though I really don't have a stated mission. Can you take off your shoes yet, or would you rather do your shirt? I'd do the skirt first. You can do your skirt. Yeah. When do you feel the most vulnerable? <laughs> I really don't feel vulnerable at times, so. What about in this controversy? Maybe when I may be misquoted or something like that, not being able to express myself properly. You know, what's in my brain and what comes out of my mouth sometimes could be different, so. I feel the vulnerability, like, in a way for you because You've done a very big act and like a radical act. I think you did it somewhat unknowingly, but you've done a radical act and it's put you at the center of the most important issues of our moment, of our day. That's vulnerable. You know, like the thing with this interview with this thing, you know, I was kind of like really angry at the way things went down and kind of like really disappointed mm -hmm. and stuff, but it really wasn't like something to cry over or something. So, you know, I just kind of looked at it as a, as something to, you know, be saddened that it happened mm -hmm. and then look forward to see how to correct it mm -hmm. and make myself a better person, use it as a learning experience. It's a pretty beautiful way to look at it. Mm -hmm. It's the only way to look at life. So if, it, if it's something that disappoints you or, or saddens you or something, to try to find something positive at it. You know, like my, my mother died. Uh, she, both my parents died from cancer. It's a moment of sadness, but it's also time to, to look at how much better off they are and stuff now, so that they're not suffering anymore. So.
We'll be right back. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to What's Underneath Masculinity. Okay, can you take off the belt? Yeah. When was the last time you cried? Well, they, they weren't tears of sadness. They were tears of joy. Uh, when we won our football game, my football team that I coach is actually women. And when we won the championship, you know, I was just, you know, so proud of them and all the hard work and stuff that they put into it. And I got a little teary-eyed, a little bit, a little bit teary-eyed now, now thinking about it, so. What do you want to take off next? We can do the t-shirt. When do you feel the most beautiful? <laughs> when I'm skinny. <laughs> About four pounds lighter than I am now, so. Mm. Why? I don't when I wear like a tight skirt. I got the, the little love handles right here that, you know, kind of hang over, and I just don't like the way that looks, so. Do you, um, do you have any uh, preference between being called handsome or beautiful? I prefer handsome than beautiful. To me, beautiful's talking about beautiful women and stuff like that. So, mm. you, you think there's like an inherent like gender? It's just a gender thing. Yeah, I think it's more of a gender thing. So, mm. so when do you feel the most handsome? Probably when I'm wearing. Probably like maybe what I was wearing before we started this, like a nice jacket, tie, nice skirt, and some nice pumps. What's your favorite part of your body? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of proud of my legs. So. Uh, it's probably one reason why I don't mind showing them, so. Should I have the shoes next? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the only thing. Yeah. What's your wildest dream for men? I think what I'd like to accomplish is that anyone, whether it be men or women, can just have the, com the comfort to wear what they want to wear. What I do isn't just for men, it's for everybody. Mm -hmm. Stockings? One or both? Both. <laughs> what does it mean to you to be man enough? Being man enough. I really don't think anything's manly or too manly or not man enough. Or I really haven't put a gauge on what is manly and what isn't, what isn't manly. Mm -hmm. I think just going through life and just doing what you feel comfortable doing. And if you feel like a man doing it or you feel like a woman doing it or you feel like whatever you want to do, there's really no definition of what is manly and what is not, at, at least to me. Wearing a skirt and high heels, most people wouldn't consider manly. So, you know, I, got, I get a lot of comments on my Instagram. Hey, be a man, you know, wear pants. I said, I am a man, but I'm just wearing a skirt. So, How do you feel now? I mean, every, every time I speak about my conflicts with the, with the community and stuff, it just kind of gives me a little bit more clarification on next time I'm a little bit more, I might, I might be able to express myself a little bit more clearer, so. And that's but, but all pretty, anyone got, can I, really. I mean, I've got, I've got where I want to go with what I'm doing. It's just how to express myself mm. 
to get there is where I really struggle. But your willingness to learn and to improve and to want to do it right is, that's the best. I mean, that's all anyone can ask. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that's just part of being in the spotlight that, that you have to do these things and stuff, so. And that was What's Underneath with Mark Bryan. We're very grateful to him for sharing himself so authentically with us. And we hope you found healing on your own journey towards self-acceptance through his story. You can watch the video version of this interview and see our guests remove their layers in all their singular glory by heading to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash style like you. And that's with the letter U, not the Y-O-U. Each week on our YouTube channel, you can also find a debrief video where Lily and I sit down with Hesu Jo, a licensed therapist from BetterHelp, to unpack the lessons and incredible takeaways from each episode. Speaking of which, we're so grateful to our incredible sponsor, BetterHelp, for supporting us in bringing this series to life. If you're looking to take your mental health journey to the next level and are thinking of starting therapy, you can enjoy 10% off of your first month of therapy at betterhelp.com slash what's underneath. Before we go, remember to follow Man Enough on all social platforms at We Are Man Enough and visit manenough.com slash podcasts for more episodes of What's Underneath Masculinity and the Man Enough podcast. And don't forget to follow at Style Like You on social media as well. We'll be back next week with another amazing guest and can't wait to see you there. 